This segment of the show was sponsored by our friends at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret that pros know. A larger, lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and release the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet. The winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence. Grip Golf Pride. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Scott Felix, and Scott has 20 years of experience with club fitting and repair. He's worked with players like Lauren Roberts, Casey Wittenberg, Tom Stickney, our good friend Sean McKeel. Scott has been consistently named a top 100 club fitter by Golf Digest and among the best in the business by companies like Callaway and Mizuno and Ping. Uh, if it's happening in golf equipment, Scott knows about it. And if you're anywhere near Memphis, Tennessee, and you want to get perfectly fit for your golf clubs or better yet want to get a set of golf clubs you know built from the bottom up go see scott check him out online at felixclubworks.com and on social media at felixclubworks and i'm very excited he is back with me again tonight here on next on the t hey scott thanks for coming back on the show hey thanks for having me chris how are you i'm fantastic my friend how are things going up in memphis it's, it's doing good right now. No rain. Sun's coming out. Starting to see some green grass. Wow. So, yeah. I'm jealous as hell. We haven't had, we've had sun, I think, one day in the last couple of months. We've had nothing but rain after rain after rain. So I'm still dying to get my golf clubs out and get out on the rain to start practicing. Good for you guys for starting to get some sunny weather. Yeah, so, it's supposed Scott, to rain the next seven or ten days, but it's, uh, it, uh, yeah, you're it's sunny all day today. Scott, for, for those of us that, you know, are around the country and are starting to see, like you said, some green grass and we're dying to get the clubs out of the garage and onto the golf course. But, you know, many of us, we've had the same golf clubs that we bought off the rack a few years ago. Should we just head out to the driving range and start swinging the same old swing with the same old clubs or what should we be doing? I think the first thing anybody should do, you know, getting ready for the season is make sure they go through the bag, make sure they freshen their grips up. Um, if they had a particular issue last season, struggle a little bit out of the bunker, like what you were talking about a minute ago uh, with your previous guest, short game stuff or getting off the tee correctly without fading it, hitting it in the woods or snap hook it in the, you know, the trees. Um, you know, try to tighten up and address some of the issues that you had. Maybe if it's, you know, I'm getting back out there, I want to make sure my line loss are correct, put some new grips on, try to just go over there and get a little little love to the club since I've been sitting in the closet for a few months in the off season. So Scott, when, when, when some, when you fit somebody, right, you know, you've got a variety of different club heads, a variety of different shaft options at your, uh, at your shop, you know, talk about how, how those differ, how those club heads differ from manufacturer to manufacturer and how you decide what the right, you know, club mixture between club head shaft grip is for, you know, the different people that you have an opportunity to work with. I think the first thing when you get somebody in the office is really trying to understand what their goal is. You know, what are they trying to achieve? Are they trying to hit a little bit higher, take a little bit of that fade out of there, turn it over a little bit more, reduce spin? So, you know, that first initial conversation, having with them, trying to figure out what, what their issues are, where they'd like to go, looking at the equipment that they have, and then knowing what products that I have in my office, um, which is every manufacturer tons of different shaft options um, and just trying to start migrating them in certain directions to see if that helps them improve those areas of what they're doing. So, uh, 
not as efficiently as they like. So, um, for example, if somebody's just fading a little too much, you know, how is their driver set up? Uh, you know, they think that they're hitting the ball too high when they slice it. So you'll have guys that'll put their hosel, especially like on a tailor-made driver, they'll put it on lower, which they don't know that that just opened the face up two degrees. Now they're hitting it more right. So they start coming into more swing issues and problems and coming over the top and all that other stuff. So, um, all the adjustability of the golf clubs are phenomenal and it's awesome and it's good for sitters across the country to dial in somebody exactly the way they want them or need that particular player to be, but almost make sure that the player kind of hides the wrench from themselves. Cause a lot of times I see more people <laughs> adjusting it the opposite way than the, than the correct way that's actually going to, you know, help them out. Uh, I had a gentleman in this afternoon, hits the ball super high, tends to hit it left. And he had a tailor-made driver and he had it set on higher and it was basically playing 11 degrees, two degrees shut. And he couldn't understand why it was going up and left. I said, well, that's kind of how you have it said. So he's trying to fight it, making it go more right. The driver's trying to go more left. So they're, they're fighting each other all day. And he wants to know why he struggles so much hitting the golf ball and play, educating the person a little bit, you know, trying to understand visually what they like. There's different shapes. They might not know how to explain what they like or they don't like, but as you're handing them stuff, you know, however they give me feedback helps me really kind of start guiding them more and more to a fine-tuned decision that's going to help them out in those areas. Guys, just to take that, you know, a half a step further, and we talk all the time right here on the show, and you and I have had this discussion before, but, you know, about the importance of trying to get fit and the the fact that players like me, we're not good enough not to get fit. But talk about when you're working with somebody, the difference between – their swing is off and their clubs aren't fit to them. How are you trying to dial those two things in? Or do you work with whatever swing I come in there with? All right, now I'm going to try to give you the best tool in your hand to at least try to mitigate, like you talk about, some of the things that we're doing to try to overcompensate. I think that's a, that's a tough one there because there's a little people that uh, – there's a few people every year that it's so off that no matter what you put in their hands, they're just – from a fundamental standpoint, they have no direction whatsoever. And I know a lot about the golf swing and why it's doing what it's doing. I've built golf clubs for 25 years, so I know how to swing weight it or tip it a little bit different or make it shorter or build the grip up a little bit or try to, you know, massage variables in there to help certain things that they're trying to get in and out of. But, you know, I have a few every, every once in a while that it's so bad that they've got to get some of the fundamentals under their belt before I could even get a driver in their hand because they're, they're, they're hitting, you know, they're top and 10 in a row. There's no way they can even make contact. So that part of it, they get a little bit ahead of it. But the biggest thing when guys get in there is understanding, well, why, why are they doing what they're doing? You know, is their ball position too far back? Do they have a weak left hand? You know, just watching some, simple little things or their shoulders aimed way left or, you know, what are they doing? Why is that shot really getting there? Is it always a golf club? No. I think there's a fine line that between fitting and teaching, I think every great teacher needs a great fitter and every great fitter needs a great teacher somewhere around. They work hand in hand. So there's two variables uh, to all this stuff. But, but the main thing that I see from the average golfer all the way up to the professional golfer is that when they start getting things skewed 
pretty bad is when one of those five fundamentals is getting out of whack. And I'm talking about grip, posture, stance, alignment, ball position. And once they start moving it one way or the other, no matter what one of those variables are, they have to do something else to offset what they just did wrong. And before you know, it's kind of like a domino effect. So listening to the player when they first come in there, hey, what are you trying to achieve today? What's going on? I've only got them a small window of time trying to really understand what they're doing and just having that great conversation. But then watching them hit a handful of balls right off the bat with their golf club, specking their golf club out, seeing what's going on, watching what they're doing when they're setting up, ball position, grip, stance, how they're having the face, if it's shut or open, and then just kind of walking them through, helping them understand kind of what's going on, and at the same time giving them really good, you know, combinations that are going to help mask it even more. So you start seeing people get faster, better. And the whole thing is about growing the game of golf and making people, especially the average person, have more and more fun when they go out and they want to go play more and spend more time out there and enjoy it more. Scott, you mentioned a moment ago us dealing with the wrench and, and, and making all kinds of crazy moves with, with the drivers and making them adjustable and that sort of thing. And, and for those of us, and I got my hand in the air, who don't know what we're doing when we're making adjustments with the driver, do you, do you pull you know, folks aside and say, okay, here's, here's what this does. When you loosen this and you twist that, this is, this is the end remark. So like you talked about a moment ago, we're not making it even worse, thinking, thinking we're doing the right thing but we're actually doing the opposite of what we need to be doing with it. So what's hard is is trying to explain to somebody when you take loft off, you're opening the face up. It, it doesn't register in people's heads. And, and trying to give them a visual and show, you, show them actually how that works and how the tips in those shafts, how they're slightly bent at such a so, – so, so small that it gives that face sitting open a little bit more or a little less uh, – it's just making sure that they kind of understand what's going on at the end and why you did what you did. But at the same time, I always tell them, call me or text me. If something's going wrong before you start kind of messing with it, let me know what you're going to do, and I'll tell you whether it's going to help or hurt. Just because I want them to keep playing good golf, and I want them to keep them engaged and not all of a sudden, if they feel like they're falling off the wagon a little bit and then they mess it up, they're really off the rails big time then. So uh, I remember – when adjustable drivers first came out, a couple of my tour players, they couldn't wrap their mind around being able to take a shaft out and move it. And all of a sudden it's sitting different. The loss different. It looks different. They just couldn't wrap their mind around it. And uh, they go, I don't even want to take a chance even messing with it. So will you just glue the tip into the head once I get it the way I want it? That way I have no you know, chance of even thinking about taking that thing out messing with it. Well, let's talk about Shaft length, because one of the things that I think the notion is always the longer the shaft, the further we can drive the golf ball. When I think about when I'm starting to get wayward, if I'm going to you know, slice the ball off into the rough or worse into the trees because I'm trying to hit it too hard or whatever it is I'm doing and it, it's going wrong. If we shorten the shaft a little, an inch or so, does, does that help us gain more control we may lose a little distance, but it, it's actually better, at least for someone like me, because I'd rather be hitting it in the short grass than uh, maybe driving up another 10 or 15 yards and finding it in the rough. Well, you got most guys that they tend to get deep. They come over the top. That's I would say that's your average golfer. And when you give them something longer and longer, it makes it harder and harder to hit in the face. And the longer it is, the more they get stuck when it comes when it gets long. Um so shorter feels a lot better to guys. 
And the other thing, it helps you hit it in the center of the face way more often. And there's a lot of people with exactly that, that sentiment of thinking that, hey, if I go from 45 and a half to 44 and a half, I'm going to lose club head speed. I go, all right, well, let's try it. So I have shaft options that are inch short. I'll let them hit golf balls and just go, okay, did you feel like you, you know, what did you think that was? And they look up on the board and their number is either the same, it can go a little faster, or it might just be a mile an hour slower. But they feel more comfortable at that shorter length. They're hitting it more in the center of the face. And it's way better result just because you can control something shorter. The other thing, too, is when you show them that, hey, you're consistently, your smash factor is higher. You're hitting it more in the center of the face. And even if you are two miles an hour lower and you hit it in the face and you're more efficient, you're actually hitting it five to ten yards further than the one that you hit in the face every once in a while, two miles an hour faster club head speed. Doesn't mean your ball speed's any better. And once they start kind of understanding that, people just think shorter, I'm going to hit it shorter, and that's not the case. Kai, you just mentioned smash factor. We have so many data points out there now uh, you know, with, uh, with TrackMan and all of that sort of thing, and we hear smash factor. Tell us what it is. Smash factor is how efficient you're hitting the golf club in the center of the face. Um, usually 150, 1.50 is perfect, you know, for a driver. And, and the easy way to understand that is if your club head speeds 100 miles an hour, your ball speed should be one and a half times faster than your club head speed. So club head speed's 100, ball speed should be 150. And so if you take a driver and just keep using the 100 mile an hour, you know, point, and you're not hitting in the face and your smash factor is 143 or 142, 141, you're nine miles an hour off, basically for every mile you're off in ball speed, that can cost you two to two and a half yards. So that's quite a bit. Scott, just a couple more before I let you go. And you also do a great job and you've got a putting lab. And that's I think that's one club in our bags that we don't often think about that we need to get fit for. Talk about the steps involved and what you do to get people into the right putter. The uh, the putter y'all were discussing earlier, the spider putter, was is probably one of my favorite putters from back in the day and is very, very popular. You see other companies actually copying that in so many different ways. But back in the day, they had six different tops with the laminates. And the thing that I like about that is you could – you used to be able to click different alignments on top of that spider putter back for the tour guys where you had one single line, no lines, two lines. Uh, they called it the half court because it looked like a free throw line with one line or you had the full court with two of them, uh, kind of like a mini two ball kind of look. Uh, but you could take a guy and I could put him on my laser grid board, which I can put a laser, a, a mirror on the toe of the putter. I have a laser shooting out from this board. And I could take different alignment tops with the same putter that has the same lie loft, length, everything. And people would aim them different based on how you visually see it. So the main thing that I like to do with, with people when they're putting, and the main thing about putting is whatever they do on their full swing, if they tend to cut across it a little bit or they have a lot of face rotation or they tend to block it, when you put them on the putting board and you start watching what they're doing, they do exactly every single time um, what they do in their full swing. You don't really have anybody that blocks it on their 
on their uh, full swing and go over there and they start hitting kind of, you know, a lot of face rotation because they don't know how to rotate the face anyway. So um, getting people on the laser grid board, understanding what they're doing, if they're more of a straight back, straight through, they have a lot of arc. Um, they tend to dump the putter a little bit, hit it on the bottom, kind of chipping it. Um, it can detect all that, showing where their impact is, loft-wise and directional, left or right. So I can start changing different variables in the fact of lines that are longer typically aim a little more left. Shapes will let you aim more left. Lines more forward typically are a little straighter, more to the right. So kind of watching what the person's doing and then matching up a hosel. Most people don't realize that an answer neck or a little slant neck, a single bend, a double bend, a center shaft, they're all coming on mallet putters now. And mallets, are, you see more and more guys on tour putting with mallets because they're easier to line up. But before, you could only really get them one way. It was either center shafted or face balanced, and it really never fit a lot of people's stroke type or their natural tendency, so it didn't feel functionally correct to them. But now you have so many different shaft hosel options on these mallet putters, people are starting to putt better and better because they're lining it up easier. They got more confident, and then they have a neck that actually fits their natural stroke type, so they're starting to enjoy it and, and build that confidence on the greens. Scott, before I let you go, and this is all great stuff, I can't thank you enough for that, um, let our listeners know about the services that uh, that you have and, and where they can find you and uh, the place that uh, you're working out of now up there in Memphis. I'm at Spring Creek Ranch in Carryville, Tennessee, was just a little outside of Memphis, uh, probably about 20 minutes outside of Memphis. Uh, I do anything from A to Z, anything that you want to get done, I can get done in my office from fitting to building to anything you want to do. Um, but if you want to learn anything or contact me, you can go to FelixClubWorks.com. Scott, I can't thank you enough for coming back and being a part of the show. Always learn something every time you're a part of it. I hope you'll come back again soon and you know share more of your insights and the things that you're doing and educate us on how we can hit better golf shots. You're fantastic, my friend. Thanks so much, Chris. Love coming on. Take care, Scott. All the best to you and your Thanks. family. We'll catch up soon. You too, Chris. Thanks so much. That's a great Scott Felix. FelixClubWorks.com is his website, and that Felix Club works on social media. I'm telling you, just like I said uh, earlier in the show, if you need to know something about golf clubs and how you know how they work and how they work with your swing from the ground up, he's your guy. Go check him out online and give him a follow-up. Look forward to getting Scott back on the show again real soon.